The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Hello and welcome everyone out there in listening land. This is Vincent Jenna. I am coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. And yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We have an interesting show for you today. Very informative, very deep uh, we will get to that in a moment, but I just um, I'm hoping that all of you are doing well out there. I know there's been some crazy storms occurring all over the place, and I believe I saw that Colorado is already getting or is going to be getting snow with something like a 40 degree drop in temperature. My goodness, things are certainly not normal over the planet. We've been talking about that over the past several weeks, haven't we? We've been mentioning that um, since we have dominion over this planet, that we affect the environment completely, and that's including the weather, the weather out there. And um, and unfortunately, I don't see um, emotions calming down or a lot of change in them. I actually see them getting worse, not getting better. I mean, right now we've got two other hurricanes or or tropical depressions that may turn into hurricanes or tropical storms coming towards us again. And and the North Carolina area, we've been (laughs) um, wondering about all of that stuff, right? Depressions forming right off of the coast and stuff like that. And there was one that was over in California that was forming all this nonsense out there. So today's work is absolutely perfect because um, we're going to be discussing the metaphysical meaning of the story in the Bible of Job, the book of Job. Book of Job. It's it's um, a very popular book uh, because of its uh, meaning, I should say, I guess, uh, because of um, what Job winds up going through. Now, um, if you've never heard me talk about the metaphysical meanings of the Old Testament and the New Testament, even even the story of Jesus. Uh, They're very important to us because everybody would like to think that these are historical accounts. And though they use some real characters from history, they are not literal accounts of what happened to each of those individuals. Now, people out in listening land, I hope you're not literal. Uh, In the metaphysical and the spiritual realm, There is nothing literal about life. Literal means absolute. Absolute. That's basically what it means, really, when you're taking something literally, you're taking something purely at face value. 
And we know that there is no such thing in this world or universe as face value. It's, it's perception is reality. Perception is face value. What you believe is what you get. That's a, that's a saying right there. Write it down. Put my name underneath it. Or put your name underneath it because you basically knew it just the same way as I did. I just recall these things and, and share them with you. But... Um, Yes. Perception is literal. What you believe is what you get in life is what you get. So therefore, nothing can be literal. The stories were not written to be literal. And anybody who takes them literally is a fool. That's, that's, as simply put, fool not meaning, not being judgmental, but making a point a fool is somebody who cannot see beyond his own vision, his own eyesight. He cannot see anything or she cannot see anything with depth or imagination. So a, a fool just accepts, doesn't question. So I'm meaning it in that sense, yes. You, you cannot take these stories literally. So the story of Job, and it's not Job. This isn't just a biblical story about Steve Jobs out there, you know. This is Job without the E at the end. It's a story about a man who went through torment, purposely tested by the devil, by Satan, in order to see how faithful and loyal this man was to God. So every story in the Bible has such meaning to us, to help us, to help guide us. If we only just see them with spiritual eyes, we would get such incredible wisdom and guidance and direction from these stories. And so people may ask, well, why would they written um, in such a way that they couldn't be understood. Why weren't they written just plain, in plain English? What well, was the same reason why Jesus spoke in parables? I mean, you got to remember, now, now the Bible is written, the Old Testament was written on faith and belief and spirituality and man's interpretation of that. It was man. There was no woman who wrote anything in the Bible, so I do mean that as man and not mankind. There were uh, contributions to the Bible after Jesus, written by women, particularly Mary Magdalene, and they were completely eliminated, and that was decided upon by another group of men. God, what? why do men fear so much? Holy cow, jeez. Anyway, all right. So, so Jesus even spoke in the way that the Bible was written. In, in metaphor, metaphysically, they called them parables. Whenever he told a story and people would be looking at him, some people would be looking at him going, huh? Say what? What the heck are you talking about? And others looked at him and said, I get it. I truly get it. 
And when asked, why do you speak like this? Jesus clearly said, those who are ready will hear me and my words. Those who are not may get it later on. That's the point of all of this. It's all based on faith, and it's all based on what you wish to put into your life. It's not based on, here is what you need to do in life, and everything will be perfect. That's not it. It's not supposed to be that way. It's not meant to be that way. Not not only can you not replicate it when it's not your understanding and your words and you're just listening to somebody else, but you can't appreciate it. How can you appreciate growing by listening to everybody else? How can you appreciate evolving? How can you appreciate achievement just by following everybody else? You can't. You can't appreciate that in yourself. Even um, even Abraham Hicks, Abraham, said that you 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 gain from the experiences that you go through on your own. It's exhilarating. It's exhilarating to go through your experiences and then come out positive on the other side or to grow or to make a choice. I did this. I, I, I decided to to go in this direction and look at how far I've gone because of that. I mean, that's the the blessings from God. Otherwise, God could have made us absolutely perfect listening to, could made Stepford people instead of Stepford wives, Stepford beings that we follow everything and do everything perfectly. And not by choice or free will, but because we were created that way. How boring would that be? How boring would that be? Well, here's the interesting part. The story of Job is actually based on that. How boring would that be? How boring would that be? If everything is perfect. And so... I'd like to go through the story and familiarize you with what the story is about. If you are not familiar with the story of Job, go and read it. But I'll just briefly go through it. Okay. As I as I explain it, but here here is this man, Job. He's a wealthy man. Okay? And he, he lived in an area called Uz, or Uz, U-Z, that's it, Uz, with his extended family and, and vast flocks, right? He was blameless and upright. So he was a righteous man, a good man, constantly mindful to live a righteous manner. So here's one of the good people down here. So one day... God is bragging to Satan about Job's virtue, right? But Satan, being who he was, and remember, okay, remember this is all metaphor, not literal. Metaphor, will, will metaphysical, meaning beyond the physical, okay? Beyond what it's saying. We'll just, that's, we'll, I'll, I'll 
turn the interpretation around after I share the story. So God is one day bragging with Satan about Job's virtue. But Satan contends that the only reason why Job is righteous is because God has favored him generously. So Satan being who he is, he dares God that if given the approval to inflict suffering, Job will change and curse God. So in other words, what Satan is contending is that the only reason why Job has been a good guy is because he gets all these good things from God. But what happens if he didn't get any good things from God and he actually got suffering instead? Would he still turn to God? Would he still be loyal to God? Okay, so God goes, um, all right, I'll take you on for that. I'll give you odds on that one. Go ahead. So he gives permission to Satan to torment Job. But the only thing that he says is he can't take his life. You can't do that. You can't take his life, but you can do anything else you want. Let's see what Job does. Right. So so over time, one day, Job is given four different reports, each informing him that his sheep, his servants, 10 children have all died due to th some thriving intruders or natural disasters. Oh, my God. Job goes crazy. He rips off his clothes. He shaves his head in sorrow. And in the middle of that, he still is praising God in prayers. Oh, wow. So Satan arrives in heaven again, and um, God says, see, I told you, he's going to be faithful to me because that's who Job is. And Satan turns around and says, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to do some more. And God says, go ahead, do whatever you want to him. But remember, you can't take his life. So this time, Job is distressed with terrible skin sores. Oh, my God, he's in pain. He's in physical agony now. So instead of things happening to somebody else or another family member, Satan throws a curse on him and gives him all of these horrible skin sores, kind of like leprosy or something like that, right? Oh, and Job is like, oh, my God. You know, whatever. He's just hanging in there. But his wife, his wife is saying, oh, something's wrong over here. Job and God is not helping you. God's not protecting you. You've got to denounce him. Give up and die. Just die. Let go. You're suffering too much. But Job protests and trying to endure his infliction, still praising God. Still praising God. So now as time goes by and Job is still suffering, three of Job's companions, and I'm not even about ready to, to pronounce their names, you know, they're, you know those biblical names, um, um, Eliphaz, uh, Bilidad, Zophar, and I have a feeling that that's the way you pronounce them. His companions arrive to comfort him and they're sitting with him in silence for seven days of reverence for his grieving. Job is grieving his pain, grieving his loss of 10 children, his, his sheep, his, oh my God, his whole job just went right down the can. Okay, and so on the seventh day, Job talks, starting a discussion in which each of the four men shares his reflections on Job's trouble. Right? They're talking about his troubles. 
God, and Job, oh my God, Job is severely depressed at this point. He's cursing the day he was born. He's relating life and death to light and darkness. He's in the dark. He's in the darkest place of his life, right? He wants to go. He just believes that his life was worthless. He doesn't understand, you know? He doesn't understand, um, and, and one of his companions says, well, you must have done something wrong. You, you've had to have sinned greatly in order for this to happen, and you, you better just seek out God's favor even more so. You know, you were wrong in this. You're the one who's causing this for yourself. And, and, and then the other companion shared it, said that, you know, your, your, your children died because their deaths were about themselves. Right. It was it was they caused their own deaths. You had nothing to do with their deaths. But any of the suffering that you're going through has to do with what you're doing. And 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 another one of his his companions says that, well, whatever wrongdoing you've gone through, maybe you deserve even more. Maybe you deserve even more suffering, something that you've done wrong. And and Job didn't like any of these. He said that's worth worthless. He called them all worthless physicians. They whitewash with lies. They lies. You're 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 here to try to help me, but you you're lying. He questions why God judges people by their deeds. He wants to know why good people. Why do good people suffer? Haven't we heard that before? Job is crying out to God. Right. The good suffer. The bad people get by. The evil get by, but the good suffer. Wow. Well, that's really deep and meaningful right there. That phrase within this within this context. Okay. And so Job understand, you know, he's he's angry. But he feels that there's some kind of redeemer in heaven. Who can who stand up for Job and tell God that um, his suffering is worthless here because he's been such a good person, but he's bitter, his he's angry, he's scared, he's mad at the fact that God lets evil people thrive while honest people suffer. And he says that to God. Why do you do that? He protests to God. He's looking for God to tell him this. He can't find them. He wants to tell him face to face. And then he realizes that, well, God is concealed from humans. But he keeps seeking him. He keeps seeking him out. He keeps seeking him out. Eventually, God finally turns and says, listen, Job, be brave. And he explains to Job why he's alive. And and because God comes to him, Job turns around and, and he's overcome by meeting and talking with God. And he recognizes that God does have infinite power. And he accepts again his lack of understanding of why these things happen. He says, well, it's in God's wisdom that these things happen, I guess, and, and it's not for us to know all the time. 
But Job uh, tells God, listen, don't get upset with my companions here and the stupid information that they gave me. Forgive them. And so Job never gave up complete faith and hope. And because of that, and God said to Satan, you see, I told you he'd never give up on me because he is a faithful man. So God rewarded Job with allowing him to have more children, increased his abundance in his health, in his prosperity, and Job thrives from that point on because he never, ever, ever lost hope. So what is then the metaphysical or the metaphor behind all of that? Behind all of that. Okay. Well, it's really interesting. Um, I said earlier, you know, if life was like the Stepford Wives and every and we were created perfectly, we'd be bored. Well, I have to tell you something that's really interesting. Even though we can be happy in our lives and content, even joyful, and um, experiencing wonderful things. Do you ever hear the phrase, expect the other shoe to drop? Well, that's the idea that, well, when everything is going right, something's got to go wrong. Well, that's what the story of Job is about. Every character in the biblical stories represents a different part of us, a different personality, a different thought, a different belief, but they all represent parts of us. So here is Job. He's in perfect balance. But all of a sudden, The God within him, and by the way, Satan, whenever Satan is referred to in the Bible, it's us disconnected from God. It's not a being. It's the part of us that's disconnected. So now you have humans here. And because of the way things have gone in our lives and we've gone off path, these, like I said, these biblical stories were written for us to give us messages on how to reconnect and get back on the path again. So we've been on a path for a long time, at least since the Bible has been written and before that. So here we are as human beings with our souls and sometimes we feel connected to source and sometimes we don't feel connected to source so that is literally the god within us and the satan within us evil or the devil living backwards is devil lived l-i-v-e-d is backwards is d-e-v-i-l So when you're living backwards, you're living without your connection to God, the source, to spirit. So you got that both within us. So here we have these happy lives. Everything is hunky-dory. And then one day, one day, the doubt within us, the Satan within us, the fear within us, the disbelief within us turns around and says, hmm, everything is going so well. 
I wonder how long that's going to last. So, so in a way, and because we're connected to the law of attraction and that power, all of a sudden, now we're starting to set up a circumstance for ourselves. Wait a minute, there's doubt there. And we wind up creating these tests for us. Uh-oh, see, everything was going well. And just as I thought, look what happened. Oh my gosh, I just lost everything. My, my children got sick and died. It doesn't make a difference how many. For Job, it was 10, but it could be one. 10 also represents, 10 is a high spiritual number. So, so it also represents a loss of connection. So it doesn't, doesn't just mean that you can lose a child and you lose faith. What it actually means is you lose your childish, your child connection to God. You lose your child connection to God. So here we go. We're perfect. We're living in paradise. Everything is hunky-dory. And as soon as our doubts step in, we lose our childhood connection to our father or mother, to the God source. We lose our dreams that that rep is represented by um, uh, the flocks, you know, that Job had his his achievement and vocation in life was a shepherd and very successful raising his sheep. Right. And being able to hire people to help him. So he basically loses his vocation, loses his connection to the God source. Loses, begins to lose his identity. The moment he loses that connection and now he tears his clothes off, he makes himself vulnerable, he shaves his head. So whenever you do that, you're stripping yourself. Remember in the Garden of Eden, we were all naked to start with until we ate of the fruit. And then when we ate of the fruit, we covered ourselves up in shame. So what Job is doing is in his pain, he's bearing himself. He's bearing himself. We're going to continue with this on the other side of the commercial. So hang in there, stay with us so we can get to the important part of the metaphysical story of Job. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna. Hang in there with me, okay? Thank you. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. All right, welcome back. If you are just joining the Stop Stopping Yourself show, I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and we are discussing the metaphysical meaning of the story of the book of Job from the Old Testament. 
Scotland, I had stated earlier in the first half that all of the stories in the Old Testament are metaphysical and metaphors to help us understand the process of life and give us guidance as to what we do to be able to, and what we can do to reverse it, but what we do living here and the mistakes that we make, but what we need to do um, in order to turn those lower choices around. And the story of Job is absolutely perfect. And it's very, it's very fitting to what we are going through right now. And I'm going to make that connection. So we, we talked about, if you're not familiar with the story of Job, go look in the test, in the Old Testament, um, because we're about ready to turn that. And that what's what I've been doing is we're turning that around. And we're talking about that as individuals, we we uh, can part of us feel connected and remember that we are children of a higher source, uh, that we were uh, uh, created in its image and that we are connected fully and always to God and this source. But then there's the side of us that doesn't believe that that doubts and fears, that's the Satan within us. Job also refers to light, life as being light and dark. Now that's one of the first times that the concept besides the creation um, in, in the first book of Genesis refers to light and darkness when God um, put light in darkness and now we had a sun and all that kind of stuff. So Job is referring to emotionally that life is light or dark, that you can take a light and a dark path, right? Where have we heard that contemporary? Um, that is in Star Wars. You always hear me talk about that movie. You walk on the dark side, right? The dark side. Um, is the evil side, and that is the disconnected side. So here Job is talking about the dark side and feeling disconnected from God, right? He's not feeling any favor from God. He's, and he's getting angry because of all the suffering that he's gone through. And the whole thing is, um, is that, and, and we're going to get to it, the part is, is Job creating that for himself? And the answer is, yes, he is. His three friends come along to sit with him and his suffering, right? So here, think about this for a moment. So um, we, maybe everything is going okay, and then all of a sudden we have some doubt and now we create a circumstance for ourselves that's negative. Well, the moment we create one negative circumstance, it actually leads into another negative circumstance because we, we lose our faith so quickly. We go, wow, what, what's happened? Why does this happen to me? What did I do wrong? And boom, that negativity now attracts another negative circumstance. So it perpetuates what we're creating for ourselves, right? And then we, we totally were like, oh my gosh, so resentful, so angry. That's what you're seeing in the world today. We'll, we'll talk more about that. And so here now, Job is sitting in silence because he just, he is hating his life. He's hating that he's alive. His three friends join him, which is interesting. Three always represents the triune in the, in the Bible, the body, mind, and spirit. Um, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And also in 
um, psychology, it represents the conscious, the subconscious, and the unconscious mind. So there's always three levels to who we are, which is interesting. And so now three friends approach um, Job and they sit with him in silence. And when Job is ready, they all start talking together. And his first friend turns around and says, well, you've always been a compassionate person and you've always taken care of the needs of others. Well, maybe, maybe you weren't thinking about them as much as you thought, okay? Maybe you were doing these things just to make yourself feel better about yourself. And chances are you've caused all this negative stuff to happen to you. Chances are you You've caused all this negative stuff to happen to you. And so Job doesn't like that, you know. Um, and then his second friend um, turns around and, and he says, well, um, let's see. What is his second friend? They agree. And the second friend turns around and says, well, I don't think you caused your children's deaths. I think that they died on their own. They caused it themselves. So it had nothing to do with you, right? So so now we're getting a little deeper um, spiritual, possibly spiritual insight here, right? And... What and the fourth and the third friend turns around and implies um, that chances are whatever you think you've done wrong, if you keep thinking that, you're going to create even worse suffering. So the first friend tells Job, chances are you've done something to create this. The second friend tells Job, you had nothing to do with your children dying. Okay, they did that themselves. And the third friend tells him, well, your sin must be so great that you're probably going to have even more suffering. So Job doesn't like any of those reasons at all, and he ignores them, and he gets angry with them. So think about this for a minute. So here we go through our strife and our crises, and yet there is something that will come up from inside of us, from our soul, which is represented by the three, right? Body, mind, and spirit. So the spirit comes up within you, your soul, your connection to the God source, whatever it is that is giving you internal guidance and tells you, okay, God is not making this happen to you. You're making it happen to you, okay? You're, whatever you're believing, sin in the Bible does not represent a behavior or an act that you did. It's actually representative of a feeling and belief that you have. That's what sin refers to. So some thought or belief that you are holding on to is creating this misery. That is the first intuitive message he's receiving. I don't know about that. And, and, and Job is arguing against it which is the, the human part of your mind, right? The, the soulful part is trying to tell you what's going on here, and the human part that's in agony and pain is saying, no, it can't be that. It's creating a defense mechanism. It's got to be something else. 
and it's you know it's saying it is i don't understand and so then the second friend's advice saying that the children cause their own deaths um that's wisdom that's understanding you can't manifest another person's suffering you can you can add to it possibly with the way you treat them certainly um but but they manifest their own strife which is an understanding we don't like believing those things right we don't want to believe that um another person for example gets shot because of something that he or she did because we've been experiencing a lot of that lately and then the third understanding that comes to job is okay you continue with these internal beliefs you're going to create even more suffering for yourself so so job is like well how can i do that i'm a good person why should i be doing that why would god allow this to happen i don't understand i don't understand why god would let this happen well here's the thing is because negative evil people or people who are disconnected from the god source don't have that understanding they they don't have the initial power to be able to create and more importantly they are still creating misery for themselves so when you turn around and say that only good people suffer that is not true because when you're that negative and that disconnected from god you are suffering on a daily basis i promise you that you are suffering daily. You're manifesting and continuing to manifest your misery. So don't ever say that bad people don't suffer. Just because it looks like they're making money in the market or in the business and they got all these riches and they've got this boat and everything. I know plenty of people who are really rich and, they're, um, and they've got cancer and uh, they've been married and divorced four times. They don't even have a partner um you know whatever there are so many things going on in their lives that you don't know and good people only suffer if you have bad thoughts or, or thoughts in the darkness and good people this is what the story of job is trying to say even good people go off the path because we don't have enough faith but he held on he held on. The story is, is if you hold on to your faith, don't let go of your faith. The God source within you will heal everything, will heal everything. And he even realized, Job even realized he hated his friends. I can't believe you give, you're terrible. You're terrible physicians. You're, you're coming to me and you're blaming me. People want to look at me that way too. As a spiritual teacher, they'll turn around and they'll say, well, that's terrible advice. I can't believe you're telling me it's my fault that I've got cancer. I can't believe you're telling me, and I don't say it's your fault, but I try to, to have people understand their responsibility and whatever they create for themselves. I can't believe you're telling me that I'm I'm suffering because of the loss of my child. It's my fault. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't say that. You know, not that part. Is that was your child's soul that made some kind of decision for some reason that we don't always know. But yeah, if you've lost your job, yeah, if you've got bad health, yes, you have responsibility in that. You are manifesting that. And people are angry with me for telling them that. 
They, they say exactly what Job said to his friends. Your physicians, you whitewash with lies. You know, you're not helping me. Because people don't like to hear that they are responsible for it. But the whole story of Job is that, and look at today. Look at what we've created for ourselves today. Even those of us, because everybody has experienced this coronavirus effect one way or another. I don't care who you are today. If you are on this planet, you are experiencing the coronavirus in a negative way. Maybe you used to go to um, whatever, a health spa, um, a health club. Well, now that they're open, but you can't go the way you used to be able to go. We went all the time, right? Now we were forced to stop. Well, we went out to restaurants and enjoyed dinner sometimes, and we were forced to stop, and now we have to do it differently, right? So it affected everyone. Wear a mask, stay six feet away. Um, in the beginning, we couldn't even go out and really associate with our grandchildren, our children, because it was dangerous or, or it could be harmful. So even good people, you know, had to walk around and still have to walk around with masks. So this is a story of Job. And to the degree that you doubt and fear is the degree that the Satan within you will create your own negative experiences. That's what this story is all about. So the 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 more angry you become the more torment you're going to create for yourself because we are all co-creators we create daily consciously or unconsciously you're creating willingly or unwillingly you're creating you're creating what you want and you're creating what you don't want no matter what it is no matter what it is it's so interesting. I'm in the process of selling my home and moving to a new location. So here's what's funny. The market is absolutely incredible. There was unbelievable interest in, in my house when we had listed it coming soon. You know, now now both my wife and I, now I definitely want to move and my wife happens to love this house. So I had to make sure and say, hey, listen, you know, you have to come to either an understanding if you really want to move then you have to also be very willing consciously and unconsciously about letting go of this house because that can stop the sale. And more important, it's also about the timing. Our home is not going to be ready until February, right? And so now we're sitting and thinking, okay, so we sell the home tomorrow. Man, we're going to have to move out real early, find a place to live in the interim, be it an apartment, be it a hotel. Oh my goodness, you know, so that was going to be lengthy. So, so all this interest in the very beginning, everybody loves the home and the majority of them feel it's perfectly priced and everything, but there was only one offer and that re required an instantaneous response, which was real difficult to do. And so we, we, we just turned it down and said, no, 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 I know there's, there's other interest here, so let's just wait. So we are waiting. But now here's what can happen. Both my wife and I, if we lose faith, and we can go very easily into, oh my God, there was all this interest. We're not going to sell this home. But no, what I am saying is, no, think about this. 
we are really wanting the perfect buyer that is going to wind up giving us more time in the home so that we don't have to go and be homeless people for a long period of time. Then our friend offered us their their beach home to stay at, which is amazing. So now we don't have to worry about it at all. And so now I know that whatever the house is going to sell, it's going to sell in perfect timing because it's helping us. But could we go to the place of darkness right away? Absolutely. But we're not going to go there because we have faith and know that it's all working out on our behalf. On our behalf, I've got a beautiful home. They're going to want it. And the perfect buyer is going to come in. And I want the perfect buyer who's going to be happy with the home. And the timing is going to be perfect. It's going to work out just wonderfully. But people don't go there. That's the whole story of Job. The Satan is not satisfied within us for tormenting us one way. It's got to add to the torment. Oh, my gosh, you see? You see, life sucks, and then you die. That's the attitude most people have. It's crazy. Right? So turn it around and don't need the other shoe to drop. Don't believe that it has to. Enjoy the happiness that you have and realize you're creating it and that you can maintain it. It isn't happiness isn't happening to you. You're creating it because you you are being happy. Make yourself happy. Happy is it is a state of being. It's a choice of living. It's a way you you accept life. You can't wait for things to happen in it in order for you to be happy because what you are doing is what Job did is you're going to keep recreating the circumstances to test your faith. You don't need to test your faith. We do that. God doesn't do that. We use the God power and we use the Satan power within us. It's the same power, just so that you know. There's one power, one power only. How you use it is either going to be God-like or Satan-like. That's the meaning of the devil in the Bible. It took a while for them to figure that out, that mm, there is a God source and there is a Satan source. That's us. There's that. It, it's the same power. It's light or dark. It's the force. In Star Wars, there was only one force. There wasn't a Darth Vader force, and then there wasn't a Luke Skywalker force. There was one force that they both tapped into. One was using it in darkness. One was using it in light, in faith in positive belief and attitude. And it's what you do in your own life. Job did the same thing. When he was positive and loving and lightful, he created all success for himself. The moment he got into darkness and doubt, he created all suffering for himself. The same exact power. So yes, the moment we turn in it into the light force, that's our, our reconnection with the God force. The moment we turn it into this dark force, that our, is our disconnection with the God force, turning it into a Satan force, into a devil force, to a living backwards force. That's all it is. Don't pray to God to get reconnected to God. Pray to God 
to pray to the higher part of you to remind yourself of your reek, your connection. The God force can help empower that belief, but it cannot make you believe. It will not make you believe because that would be interfering in your free will. So pray to yourself, the whole Lord's Prayer. I've done that already. We'll, we'll redo that. I'll redo the metaphysical meaning of the Lord's Prayer. But you're praying to yourself. You're praying to the higher part. Our Father who art in heaven. Heaven is not a location. Jesus said that over and over again. He said the kingdom of heaven is within you. So therefore, our Father who art in heaven is to the highest part residing within me. To the highest part of me. If you're residing in me, you're me. To the highest part of me, you're sacred, you're hallow, you're wonderful. I'm reminding myself of that. Hallow be thy name. I'm reminding you to the sacred part of me how fabulous you are. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You're here. You're here with me now. As I am alive, you are alive. We are both alive, not just in heaven, but here on earth. Not just in spirit, but in physical understanding as well. You are alive within me. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I will listen to the higher part of me. As it speaks in my highest realm within me, I'm going to also hear it and let it speak in the lowest realm within me, my physical realm. I'm going to follow its guidance while I'm here on this planet, just the same as I follow the guidance in spirit. Give us this day our daily bread. Keep feeding me spiritual information. Keep downloading within me all the knowledge I need to know, all the guidance. I will listen to it. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And, and let me let go of the idea that I owe anything to anybody or that anybody owes me anything. Nobody owes me anything. Everything in life is traditional. Nobody owes me love. And I owe love. I owe no one um, good deeds purposely. If I do all of that, it's because I'm wanting to do that. I want to give and share love. Not because I owe it to them or I got to make anything up to them. Because if I believe I have to make anything up to them, then I'm going to believe they have something to make up to me. So I owe no one anything. They owe me nothing. We forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let the higher part of me guide me always. Let me always feel my connection with you to the highest part of me. Rather than living by the lowest part, being disconnected. Why? Because that is the greatest part of life. I, 
I, thy, is the same thing as I. When you say thy kingdom come, God's kingdom come, I am coming. You and I are together as one. My kingdom is here. Thy kingdom is the power and the glory forever and ever. This is who I am. This is who I shall be. And it cannot be ever changed because you created it for eternity. I and you are one. I am God. And this is my kingdom. And in my kingdom, whatever I say occurs and is done. Let me always say what is good so that I only create that which is good. Because the day I say it is bad, then I shall create bad and I shall create evil because this is my kingdom and I have dominion over it. You gave me that upon creation. That is the extent of what we need to believe for ourselves. And when you see what's going on today, it's because we are creating it, because we have forgotten and we are acting like Job. So remember that your kingdom is here. It's within you. It is you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Vincent Jenner, your host of the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Join me again next week and come back for all the shows here on Unity because there's so many enlightening, wonderful ones. Stay tuned for Kelly Sullivan Walden, the Dream Doctor, next on Unity Online Radio. Have a fabulous week. I love you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>